This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. I think we would all agree every hard-working employee deserves an annual salary increase, at least in line with the rate of inflation. But what about an increase of 10%, 20%, even 35%? As you heard in Bob Comsick's news, 8,500 Ontario civil servants are receiving increases of up to 35% because their salaries have been frozen since the recession of 2009. Is this appropriate? 416 360 0740, 1 866 740 4740, toll free. Is it fair for the Ontario taxpayers who fund the provincial payroll to pay these kind of salary increases? to public employees. Maybe you have a story about your income frozen during the 2009 recession. And if it was, did you receive back pay when the company became more profitable and the economy came out of recession? 416-360-0740. Toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Let's also ask these questions of Christine Van Gyne, the Ontario Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federal. Christine, good afternoon. Your thoughts? For having me. Uh, well, I would say it's ridiculous. A 35% increase uh, is, you know, that, that just does not happen. Uh, it is not happening for the rest of Ontario. So for the taxpaying public to be forced to shell out for these huge raises for middle managers and, and bureaucrats is it's it's absurd. It's shameful. And it's a disgrace that this government is doing this at a time when they have record levels of debt, record deficits, and the rest of the province is forced to tighten their belts. A lot of people can't afford to even pay their hydro bill, yet they're paying for a 35 percent wage increase for civil servants. Give me a break. And I think that is exactly the problem. The optics are not good when you have low income families struggling to pay hydro bills, having to choose between paying their hydro bills and putting food on the table. And then you have people who are on the sunshine list receiving these kinds of increases. I think if you didn't have that kind of picture with the hydro increases, this may be a little more palatable. Yes, uh, perhaps it would be. Although I don't think that a 35% raise for a civil servant is ever really appropriate. I think that it's it shows a, a poor management by this government that they are in a situation where they're they have the, 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 this has arisen because the union members, the lower level employees, have received raises, but the more senior managers. Uh, have had their salaries frozen. So we have lower level employees now who are earning higher wages than their managers. And obviously that's a, a, a troubling situation, but it shows a lack of restraint by the government with respect to the lower wage um, workers. After all, we know that uh, public servants in Ontario 
uh, earn about a 12% wage premium over their private sector counterparts. Okay, so, so with that in mind... Premium, uh, but to pay for these big raises is ludicrous. Well, and let me ask you this then. Treasury Board President Liz Sandal says, we need the ability to attract highly skilled and talented people into public life because the concern is of a, quote, brain drain. How big of a concern is a brain drain in the Ontario Civil Service? I mean, this is a joke. I mean, the idea that paying more for government services, which is what we've been doing, we were paying since uh, 2005, 2006, um, benefits and wages have grown by 47% in Ontario. I don't think that people feel like we're getting better service from our government, even though we're paying a lot more for it. So the idea, oh, we must pay them more, we need to give them this 35% raise, or we're going to lose them. I mean, we're not getting more bang for our buck as it is. So to give them a 35% raise, what's that going to achieve? It's just going to be more of the same. Sorry, Christine, repeat that first part that you said about um, the increase. You were talking about a 47% increase? Yeah. So since 2005, 2006, between that year and 2015, the Fraser Institute found that total compensation, what Ontario sends on total compensation, has grown by 47%. And during the same period, the combined inflation rate was 15%. So um, in that period, wages and benefits grew tremendously. And I can can bet you that people who work in the private sector have not received a 15% increase since 2005. Absolutely not. I mean, I, I've worked in the private sector and I didn't see that kind of wage growth. So I'm sure your listeners didn't either. Christine Van Gein, Ontario Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. As I expected, the phone is ringing. We've got Gail in Mississauga. Hi, Gail. You're on Fight Back. Uh, we're looking for your comments. Yes. Good morning. How are you, Libby? It's Jane. Fine. Oh, it's Jane. Lib- Libby okay, will be I'm back sorry. tomorrow. Um, I'm a senior citizen, mm-hmm. and I live in Mississauga, and I've worked all my life since I was 16 years old. And beginning of January, we uh, got a raise on our income for a dollar ten, and these people are getting 35 percent. Yeah. I mean, there's something wrong with this. We built this country. We made this country. You know, and and this is the thanks we. Christine, uh, to that point, I would just say, yeah, it's it's a shame that that your your caller here is the one who's paying for that raise, and and she's not seeing the kind of wage, the kind of increases in her income that um, that she's paying for for other people. It's it's shameful. Now, on the other side of the argument, uh, former TD Bank chief economist Don Drummond recommended improved salaries in a 50-page report of an expert panel calling for raises to be phased in over a three-year period. So this is an outside look in, uh, and yet your reaction would remain unchanged. Um, Well, actually, I I agree with uh, Don Drummond. In in his report, he said that it is a concern to freeze wages the way the government has done so, because it does create the risk of suddenly having to make all these big catch-up payments. And the catch-up payments are are what is really problematic. I think that the wage freeze for the more senior managers would have been... um, would have been appropriate if we could have held the line on wage increases for the lower level employees, the unionized employees, but the government hasn't done that. And that's why um, they have an optics problem within their own civil service. They can't have managers making less than the lower level union employees. And that's why they're paying these massive catch-up problem uh, payments, which creates an optics problem for the public. Mm-hmm. Alan Branford, welcome to Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. You've joined the conversation. 
Well, I, I would say that's just called payback to the unions for supporting them. Bob Ray perfected that back in the day when he was in, him and David Peterson. We have the highest paid civil servants, the highest paid firefighters, the highest paid police force, likely in Canada for sure, and North America likely. Al, how do we get the situation under control? If it is out of control and there is, is such a there's a discrepancy to a large extent between the private sector and the public sector, what do we do as voters? How do we remedy this situation? Find someone like Donald Trump, I guess, or someone like old Ross Perot. Come in and not be afraid. Be independent. Do what's right. The only I problem is the only problem is if you threaten at co- if you threaten at contract time, then you're going to lose services. You the unions always have the ability to go you on strike. Riga? Of course, the air traffic controllers. Right. Right. <laughs> the power is there, but then the money would not be flowing into the coffers for election time. Al, thanks for your call and your comments. Christine, uh, your thoughts on what we can do to get the situation under control? I would say the government really needed to take it's it's too late now. They're paying out these these ridiculous 35 percent raises. But um, the government needs to take a harder line when it comes to union negotiations. And the closer we get to election date, um, the more flexibility we see the, the government giving. We know that the previously the government had this net zero policy where they said any uh, wage increases would be offset by cost saving. Uh, I don't see why that shouldn't just be a permanent policy of this government, yet they have walked away from that now. They said net zero is no longer necessary, even though we have an, uh, the ninth consecutive deficit budget and uh, the highest uh, debt of any uh, provincial government. Now, Liz Sandals is saying that the government can fulfill its promise to eliminate annual deficits by 2018, despite these extra payouts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I think mm-hmm. that the financial accountability officer has said that their plan to balance a budget is not a, p- a permanent plan. It relies on the one-time sale of Hydro One. Right. That's not a long-term plan to 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 get the government finances under control because they're going to slip right back into deficits immediately out in the next year. Uh, the Toronto Star report says the annual pay rates for civil servants. Uh, that the, the individuals who are going to be receiving these increases, their salaries range from $100,000 or less for managers to 300000 or more for some of the highest paid deputy ministers. Those salaries in and of themselves would make most Ontario workers blush with envy. Yeah, and then the idea of putting a 35% raise on top of them because these poor middle managers, um, you know, earning earning six-figure salaries is not enough for them. It's it's terrible. It's shameful that the government's doing this when at the same time they're cutting off the electricity to people on fixed income. And and speaking about the, the Drummond report, as we were just recently, he called for a return to merit pay, um, but advised the government dole it out judiciously. Should should perhaps the increases be based on um, exceeding performances I mean, absolutely. That's what happens in the private sector. You get your bonuses based on your performance, not just based on your on your rank. And I think that based on the services that we receive from this government, maybe a little incentivization could produce some some better results, better than just giving across the board 10, 20 and 35 percent raises. It doesn't seem to be solving the problem. 416-360-0740, toll-free 740 4740 
Does anyone agree with these salary increases of 10, 20, 35 percent for Ontario civil servants, primarily managers, 8,500 of them? Maybe you work in the civil service and you have a point of view that you can share with us, which would make us feel a bit more empathetic. Back to the phones. Madison, Mississauga, you're on Fight Back. (laughs) Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I I I think that it's up to 35 percent. Not everybody is getting 35 percent. I've been saying that. Uh, So people have to look at that. And I I think some of this is uh, the government's, and the government's uh, own fault for showing us the public that they're they're showing restraint by not giving uh, pay increases when cost of living is going up. Now they have to do not now they're doing catch up. Mm-hmm. But uh, the upper management, uh, no, like uh, somebody at hundred thousand dollars getting a ten percent increase. That ten percent represents a lot more than somebody making forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It's still ten percent, but it's uh, not much. And somebody said earlier that uh, three hundred thousand dollars—that's it's really hard to live live on three hundred thousand. Oh, yeah, but I'm sure it's extremely difficult. Yes, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like it's those upper man, upper management and. Uh, lawyers, uh, the people, and people that uh, look at contracts. Those, those, I agree, they're highly paid. They're overpaid. I think uh, the the ones that are actually doing the work. I think they're either underpaid or just are, are pay, pay, paid the right amount. Maybe, and I think they could be paid a bit more. But it's those upper ones making making the the six figures. They're the ones that wrote the contracts that. Uh, our government, uh, uh, provincial government, signed with Hydro. <laughs> I mean, are yes, they there's some after, irony there, isn't there? Are they looking after the provincial uh-huh. interest, or are they looking at uh, something when they uh, their contract is up with the government, right. they retire from the government, and they have something cushy to fall into? Okay, I, thank you, Madison. <laughs> Let's get Christine's comment on that. Yeah, I think you're... you're um, your caller just pointed out exactly what Don Drummond warned against. He said that without wage restraint on unionized employees and, and wage restraint on other employees, we, we have this problem of catch-up payments. Um, now the government is making up for their time of restraint because we have this kind of irrational situation where certain employees are getting paid higher salaries than their managers. But the problem was a lack of restraint at the at the lower levels, a lack of restraint with unions, who we know holds a tremendous amount of sway with this government. So if we're talking about salaries that were frozen until 2009 over a seven-year period, what should be, if we are playing catch-up based on the rate of inflation over each of those seven years, what should the increases actually be if you're going on this philosophy? You know, to be honest, I don't know that right now is the right time to be making catch-up payments if that's the policy this government is going to pursue. They're trying to balance the budget. They are not on track to do that, according to the Financial Accountability Officer. We have a lot of people in this province who can't afford to make ends meet. And then the idea of giving big raises to uh, public servants at the cost of taxpayers who are, are really struggling, it's it's, a, it's not the right time to be doing it, uh, and it's a mess that the government's got itself into. Christine, we all remember in 2009 uh, the recession, the 
the Great Recession, really, which is second only to the Depression of the 1930s, people not only lost their jobs, and in my industry, in print and television and radio, our industry was decimated. And those people who were able to come back out of losing their jobs in the recession, I was one of them, uh, were in a position where we were just happy to have a job. I got very lucky in becoming the associate news director here at Zoomer Radio. But there were many people who did not get jobs in their industry. And if they did, they were taking substantial pay cuts. Yeah, life in the in the private sector is really, really different from life in the um, like the private sector and the public sector, these are totally different experiences with the recession. So to say um, to someone who experienced a year or more of unemployment, you're going to be paying now um, 10, 20, 35 percent wage increase because someone's wage was frozen when that, that public servant didn't even didn't lose their job. Um, and they make six figures. I mean, right. It's as if it's as if they were shielded from the recession. They actually did not live the recession of 2009. Yeah. They, I mean, it was a very different experience. I'm, I'm in the private sector and I, I was before I started with Canadian Taxpayers Federation. But, um, you know, the ranks of, of the public sector has actually grown tremendously since um, since 2005, 2006. So uh, the, I, the idea that now we have to not just pay for a larger public service, but a, a, a more lucratively paid one when a lot of us went through unemployment, we went through wage cuts, wage freezes, um, a really um, unstable time since since 2009. Uh, and we're paying for wage increases for these people. It's It doesn't make sense. Okay, the lines are jammed. Christine, we have to take a quick break. And then we're back to talk about these 10, 20, even 35% wage increases at the Ontario government. Right back in a moment here on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. It's a hot-button topic. We woke up to the newspaper headline this morning that says 8,500 managers in Ontario civil service to get $125 million in pay raises. These managers have had their salaries frozen since 2009. It's effectively getting back pay for the seven years, but back pay to the tune of up to a 35% increase. Uh, we're speaking on the line with us, Christine Van Gein, the Ontario Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Christine, let's get back to the phones. Our time is limited, and uh, Zoomer Radio listeners want to weigh in. Dennis and Brampton, go ahead. Thanks, uh, Jane, for taking my call. And uh, I am not calling to, uh, to justify these pay increases. Um, what I am calling about is the fact that we're, we don't have all of the information uh, being presented here mm-hmm. uh, for example, the, the four-year phase-in, uh, it may have been discussed, but I haven't, uh, I haven't heard it. And the average increase uh, per employee is uh, $14,000 uh, per year. Mm-hmm. And so to focus only on the 35% figure is somewhat, 
somewhat disingenuous, in my opinion. Yes, we have been saying that the rates of uh, increase are 10%, 20%, and as much as 35%. The payouts to come over the next four years, as Dennis pointed out, average $14,705 each, although individual amounts will vary as the government tries to stem a brain drain from this morning's Toronto Star. Sharon and Jackson's point, you're on the air. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, my comment is, if they want to even it out, the legislat- legislators themselves have received increases um, continuously. The people that do the work that they legislate didn't get any raises, and I think that the legislators should give up their next four or five increases to make sure that the people that do the work for them are happy. Well, it certainly is a solution. Thanks for your call, Sharon. Let's go to Lorraine in Toronto. You're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Hi there. I just think it's outrageous that they're getting these increases. I, myself, am in the public, and my pays are frozen, and they have been for a very long time. I'm paying their salary. I am having a hard enough time as it is, and I don't get any government you know, telling my employer, you now have to pay these people and you have to pay them at least the cost of living. I don't get that. Lorraine, you you work in the private sector or the public sector? The public sector. So you have a government job? Oh, sorry. No, I work in the private sector. Okay. And so you you have not had a salary increase since 2009? No. What do you do? No. Well, you mentioned uh, Don Drummond, and you said he was from TD? Mm -hmm. No, yes, from TD, yes. Right. I work for TD. I haven't had pay increases. My pay is frozen. I don't get cost of living. And here you have a bank that makes large amounts of money. But I don't see the government telling other employers that they have to increase their employer's salary. Right. And if anybody could increase their employer's salary, it would be the TD bank. Right. You have the government telling insurance companies they can increase their rates. You have them telling, uh, who's the other one that they will tell that they can increase the rate? Hydro? Like, but what about the poor people? Lorraine, excellent us? call. I want uh, Christine Van Gein to weigh in on your call. Thanks for phoning in. Go ahead, Christine. I think this is precisely the problem that the, the government's faced with. I mean, how can they expect the hardworking public in the private sector to pay for huge wage increases for... Um, people making six figures, and and I see your other caller who said the you know that we're focusing too much on the thirty five percent. Yeah, that's not the bulk of mm-hmm. of who's getting this raise. But fourteen thousand dollars is a pretty big raise. I don't know what he does for a living, but I would say that's a that's a good amount of money. It is a substantial. Uh, and I think a lot increase. of your listeners would probably agree with me. And what about what Lorraine was saying as well? Some sort of legislation so that organizations like Canadian banks will unfreeze the salaries of their their lower paid employees or or, or the, even the majority of their employees. That doesn't seem right that she hasn't had a raise since 2009 and she works for a very profitable Canadian bank. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really sad that we have an economy in this province where where people in the private sector are not getting raises. Yeah. Um, I would lay that at the feet of the government, though. I think that they've created an environment in this province where uh, profit is kind of the enemy and, and being successful is, is looked down on and, and, and they make it very difficult to succeed in this province. Um, I would not 
advocate for any kind of legislation that allows the government to wade into private businesses and say, mm-hmm. this is how much you need to pay people. I mean, they do a poor enough job doing that with their own employees. Um, so I wouldn't support that. Well, I would support them getting out of, of, of meddling with people's businesses and, and letting businesses succeed. We okay. have policies like cap and trade that are, that are going to cost jobs and wages. Graham, you are the final caller on this topic. Go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Oh, no, sorry. Okay, that's right. Sorry, Graham, we've, uh, we've lost you. We're going to move on. Christine, any final thoughts before I let you go? I would just say that the government really should reconsider this. It's, uh, it's a terrible optics. It's, um, it's a terrible idea to ask people who are struggling to make, make ends meet to pay for massive wage increases for people making six figures. Christine Van Gogh, we appreciate your time over the lunch hour today on Fight Back. Thanks for having me. Christine Van Gogh is the Ontario Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.